This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of NRO Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, it's Matt Bungard. Hello. And alongside him, not as always, it is the one, the only, Harry Ramage. How are you, good sir? Mate, I'm doing alright. I'm back for episode, I don't know, 10? What are... This must am be I, close I to double, this, Am I, I in double digits I think now? you would be pretty close be. to double figures, to be honest. Mate, most capped off the bench, Boom Rookie. You are, you're the... Who has the most caps, yeah. who has the most caps off the bench? I think Adam Peake or Craig Stapleton. Stapleton. There you go. Mm. I was going to call you the Kirk Idley of the pod, the master of the rep game off the bench. Okay. But, um, there you go. And you love Kirk Idley, so... He's a good man. He's a very good man. Yeah. I won't hear a bad word about the great Kirk Idley Nor and his I. flicks. Yep. <laughs> uh, there was some footy played this week. Oh. I was unaware. I just thought everyone was playing the pokies. Oh, they were. Jeez. Very good. Straight into it. This is why, <laughs> this is why we keep you around. Uh, alrighty. First game of the round. Uh, first game of the finals. This in suburbs thirty, South Sydney six. Ah, look, um, look, it has happened. I'm fairly sure it's happened to my team. But can you just relay to us what it's like being outscored by a single player? Oh, look, you know, it's several single players. These things. They, well, no, only one because Adam uh, Adam Reynolds scored six points. So only he was the second highest scorer on the field. That's worrying. So um, he only lost by two. Mm-hmm. Troll only got eight. So. Yeah, uh, we were Speaking we were of, his, co- his kicking was woeful. Yeah, it was. It, he, bad. it made the scoreline look not as bad as it actually was. Um, yeah, not a great birthday for you, boy. This happened. Boomers choked away a huge lead on the same night. Just really, really bad day of sport. But um, Did Leeds win? Uh, they did win, but that was a couple of days later. They played on the weekend. Hmm. Um, they win every time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Roosters were absolutely rampant in this game. And, I mean, it was the, the tone was set from minute one when Alex Johnson dropped that kick behind him for a dropout. Fuck. And Wayne, Wayne admitted look. after the game that he got that he got a lot of things wrong in this game, you know, moving Dewey to the wing to accommodate Johnson. And Dewey's back at fullback this week. And South's named this week probably their strongest team of the year almost. And, um, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like, I mean, they, they just hammered them down both edges. They made... The Roosters took full advantage of the fact that South's had some part-timers on the wings and in the centres. And, yeah, uh, this game was over as a contest completely within half an hour. Well, this- Adam Reynolds post game. I mean, the worrying thing was he's like, "Oh, we just didn't turn up," or, or like words to that effect, and that's horrible to hear. Like week one of the finals, it's like I know you get a second bite of the cherry. Like it's not an elimination game for him, but how do you show up? And it, like you could see it from moment one in the game, they were not there, uh, and, and, and they, they were just, just physically they, getting blown away. They just like, come off a week of beating them. Yeah. To be fair. On that note, I, I was I was talking about this game the following day, and had the Roosters not messed up all their chances last week, last week's second half, uh, last week's first half, I'm sorry, would have looked a lot like the first half in this game. Yeah. Mm. Um, Instead, it looked a lot like the second. Well, I mean, like both. Well, four, s- four Souths. I mean, I don't know if it's a Roosters slowing down the second half thing, but Souths did win the second half in this game as well. I I don't know what it is, but um, uh. Yeah, the first half in these last two weeks, they've been absolutely and completely destroyed. And in this case, they weren't good in the second half like they were good last week. I don't want anyone to get it twisted. Yeah. Rooster just stopped playing. Also, I... And can people miss me with, like, oh, being concerned about that? Like, who gives a shit? If you're up by 30 in a finals game, you can cruise. It's not going to breed complacency for future games. It doesn't matter. What I did love, Just make though, sure no one gets hurt. The... Or unnecessarily trip someone over and get suspended. Mm. Yeah, just play by the rules. But to counter that point, 
I loved um, Trent Robinson's press conference where he was very open about we should have scored 50 points. Yeah. Why didn't we score 50 points? Like, we blew so many. He always many. demands more. And I've never... Like, coaches don't say that kind of thing because... They don't. They, it's, because, it's quite rare. Because people can see it as, like, arrogance or, you know, they don't respect the opposition. Feel, but it's like, man, like... I, I feel like it, when the opponent's Wayne Bennett, coaches get a lot more leeway. Yeah. If you get oh, me. Oh, 100%. Because um, so many people hate him. But, yeah. um, yeah. Uh, he He's right, though. They could have scored 50. Like, this was just ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly from the first minute. Um yeah, uh, but it's kind of broken really well for Souths in terms of their path to a grand final. Not that I think they're going to win the comp at this point, but I mean... Uh, Lemon Manly have played two banger games yeah. this this year. Yeah. And I'm a, I don't know, I guess we'll talk a little bit later about that, but you have to be a little bit concerned going into that game, especially, I mean, it wasn't like a close loss to the Roosters where you go, ah, like... We did plenty of things well. Like, you didn't do really anything well in this. Is it just an aberration? Yeah. I or? don't know. I just... Like, I actually would rather get smacked like this and not turn up than have, like, a close loss where you put everything on the line because this wasn't Seuss at their best. And while I don't think anyone could beat the Roosters when they're at their best, Seuss were woeful in this game. Mm-hmm. And I think they can learn more from that and perhaps... Uh, I, I think this does a lot more for them in terms of guarding against future complacency than losing a close game would have. Yeah, and also the fact that, as you said, like Wayne came out after the game and said, you know, I made so many mistakes. I think that the players, obviously they'll be driven to win the next game, but they won't feel necessarily like this is 100% on yeah. them. Like you've got, you see that a lot with coaches where they come out and they say, um, I'm happy to take the heat here. I made the, make, made the wrong call to send Dewey out to the wing, made the wrong call with X, made the wrong call with Y. Like they'll, he'll at least protect the players a little bit from that kind and, of that kind And of those scrutiny. decisions directly um, the, directly affected the scoreline to like a pretty large extent. Like The first try came from Johnson at fullback making a mistake, and he won't be a fullback this week. And they scored two tries just going at Dewey on the wing. And, he and also, Dewey mistake. got thrown over the sideline. Yeah, very true. Perhaps Johnston scores that try. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Harry, you must be excited about Adam O'Brien's impending arrival. I mean, his attacking structure in this game and a couple of the moves they pulled on were splendid. The only worry is I don't think he has the same cattle Mm. to work with. I think he's got some cattle, but like this, I mean, the Cowboys are like maybe can like throw one set play at you a set. Like, they work four tackles together. Like, these blokes just come at you in a wave. Yep. Like, it's non-stop, all-out attack when they've got the ball, and then they can beat you up when they don't have yeah, the ball. Yeah, and, the, and at the point that you make about being able to be beat, beating teams up, like, they can beat you up through the middle, and then they can... Because they've got so many good support players, and, you know, Kiri, uh, Manu's been really good in support, for example... Um, Tedesco, of course, like they can make those extra 20, 30, 40 metres so they don't have to throw, shape every play to move up the field. They can make those kind of in leaps and bounds and then it makes the, the depth look well, much this, easier. This thing as well, like talking about, I think Luke Keary is as good a player as I've seen at playing short sides. Mm. Like he is just yeah. a master at playing yeah. short sides. Like he was, when 2014 South, when say. he got the starting role there, he was really good at picking teams apart down short sides. Except the first try in the grand final that year. Um, and since he's gone to the Roosters, like playing short sides for him has just gone up another level. And to me, it's not really who's the next best guy in the combat doing it. Like I don't know they who it is. They did the same but... move in the prelim and in the grand final mm. in 2014. Yeah. Same short side move for Johnson like, to score. Yeah, there's such a different side with him there. 
Um, Which was probably the biggest difference from last week, by the way. Southside yeah. win that game if Luke Curie plays. Yeah, 100%. I, I agree with that. God, he's so good. It's it's so frustrating to me because I also really love Cody Walker. I think he's a great player too, but it hurts me watching my boy Luke Curie just carving up yeah. for another team. Uh, alrighty, speaking of carving up for another team, Melbourne 10, Canberra 12. Pimps in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. They tried any way they could, mate. I mean, anyway, pretty, pretty easy one this week. Any way they could to to stop the the magnificent green machine. <laughs> it's the staff at Amy Park. Amy Park, pyrotechnics department. Miss me. It's just so funny that the it's team so that everyone calls so cheats. Like it is genuinely very funny that it yes. happened to the cursed Raiders by the cheats, Melbourne, and also that's <laughs> fireworks. Like it's fireworks, wild. <laughs> the, the, you know, when I was growing up, when I was a young man, we used to shoot fireworks at each other for fun on the June long weekend, um, because on. because we're idiots. But and if we had a, if if Joey had known that, maybe he would, maybe this so wouldn't have happened. You're doing Canberra with down at Fishwick Way. Yeah, you know, you throw sex toys at each other and shoot fireworks. It's a great way to grow up. I was working this game at the office, and honestly, when this started happening, and we're like, what's he doing on the sideline? And then we hear, like, what's going on? And the place just went into chaos. It was like, oh, my God, like, nothing like this has ever happened. It was Mm. like, I don't know, like... A, like a group of puppies had come into the office or something. Like everyone just got up and was running around and was like, "Oh my god, start writing stories, start doing this and that." But it's amazing. I can't remember this hap- like anything like this happening ever. It's happened in pro wrestling, but that's. I mean, yeah, Jeff Hardy got burned by his own. Oh, that's right, he did yeah. entrance. Um, but James Hetfield at a Metallica concert yeah. had a flame to shoot up and yeah. Yeah. like three thousand degrees on his arm. But for this to happen. And then I think they cancelled the fireworks at the Manly yeah, game did. as a response, yeah. which is very funny as well. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just so funny. How did Bailey Simonson, though, to start the game? And, like, because it would be really hard. Like, he's 18, 19 years old. Yeah. And then oh, I'm going to be sitting on the bench. Like, I'm probably, there's a fair chance that I'm not going to play yeah. or get very little and, time. And then they run out. Oh, my eye, my eye is no good. And then they're like, Bailey, get on the field, get out on the and left wing, mate. Before, scores within four minutes. And, and, and not to mention that, makes yeah. a line break the, after the kickoff. Yeah. You know what? With the Nick Cotridge hasn't had a great season, and then he goes off with an injury, and Leilua comes back on into his right, yeah. full right centre spot, and Simon says, perhaps that was better for them in the end. It could be. Yeah, it honestly, because be. Simonson impressed me this year when he's played, and Cotridge has not been particularly good. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, the game itself, I mean... Just a remarkable, remarkable finals game. Like one, yeah. of, one of the best ones I've ever seen. People bagged it out because it was like penalty heavily and stop start and things like that. But I thought it was like drama filled from go to woe. Like yeah. it was just a slugfest. Like they just, you know, the Raiders forwards were really good in the first half. And then Sofa Solomona just come out in that second half after they handled him in his first stint. And he was fantastic in yep. that second stint. Like he just bit down on the mouth guard and was trying to run over the top of blokes. And I even messaged you guys and said benching Papali is insanity. But to realise now that this was a a group decision from like the, the middles in the team in consultation with Ricky, and this is probably why they've gone really well this year, that he's empowered the whole playing group, you know, to, to think for themselves and, and, you know, to discuss these type of things about who's going to start the game, you know, what what's the best rotation... 
you know, coming up against different teams and stuff like that. And after sort of learning this, it, it's probably opened the curtain as much of anything about, you know, how great John Bateman is for the Raiders and things like that. But that little story showed there's a maturity at like a certain level where the Raiders, for me, can absolutely win the premiership. And, they, th- and that'll be a key reason mm. why, because they're experienced now. It, it reminds me of the stories that were coming out when they made the prelim in 2016 of that they'd had a really, really good away record in the previous year and they'd had a pretty poor record at home. And what they thought was that the thing that was making them perform so well away was the fact that they were together the night before. So what Ricky would do is he'd get them all together and they would all stay at a hotel the night before home games. Yeah, they'd go out to Queenbeyan. Because they went out... Exactly, they went out <laughs> near the airport. And that it's that kind of thing where, like, maybe these things aren't necessarily inside the box. Like, how many teams in Sydney do you think would be staying together before a game in Sydney, for example? That's right. Probably very few. That kind of well, context- I know one team that stayed together in a poker machine room. Yeah, there you go. they're not from Sydney, and yeah. we know we know that. But um, like you, you don't necessarily see as many like leaving that decision making to the team themselves. It's kind of you know the the it can be the lunatics running the asylum, but in this instance, it seems to be working quite well, and they yeah. seem to be working as a really good cohesive unit. Yeah. But it makes sense as to why you would have somebody like. Um, Papali on the bench, like you've had someone like uh, Cia Soliola playing so well. And he started and like, off the bench many times. But then like at some weeks you'll be like, oh, why is he not playing? Yeah. And now obviously it's come out that they're making that decision as a unit and it obviously shows that they have a really good relationship as a unit. Yeah. Which is important. And the the Raiders, in their last two games, I mean, they led in, in their last two games in Melbourne, the Raiders led in those 18 points. But then for the last 130 minutes down there, they've just been a brick wall. Yeah. Like 130 minutes and they conceded one try off a, off a bomb. Off a kick, yeah. Yeah. Like and in f- like it was a fantastic take, and there's probably like two other players in the comp that can make that catch. Yeah, it's their their defense is for real. Um, that hard run of games they had before the Warriors game has yeah. has battle hardened them. They they got that extra week off. The only worry is now that they've got another week off. I know you I know you want the rest, but it sort of can. Leave you. I mean, you're a big rest guy, Bungard, but I mean, it, you it's, love it's, resting. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, and it is important. But then all of a sudden you've played one game in three four weeks, and for some of these guys. But I mean, I don't think that'll be the issue. While while you well, know, if they that's why win or lose I, that's a prelim, why you but, shouldn't rest guys in round twenty six in the in the NRL. It's yeah. not the NFL where you play every week, no matter where you finish in the yeah. finals. Like, mm. You know that you, this could happen. You shouldn't do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, the only worry I have with them is if they, they that defense has to be that good. If they let in twenty points, I don't think they're beating. Souths or the Roosters or Melbourne. No, no they, they are not. They, which is so weird, given that they were the most, you know, the most prolific point scoring team of like the last five years. Yeah, and then now suddenly their identity is completely changed. And while they can still score points, it's just it's just all about that defense. And yeah, that heart, I guess. Um, quite funny to me that um, the touch judges error, like no fan cares because it happened against Melbourne. Yeah, like we're just collectively like ah. Oh. Nah. That happens. Like, imagine if the team's reversed, how hated that guy would be. But oh. instead, we're just like, who gives a shit? No Mate. one cares. Yeah. I, don't even, I don't even know his name because... Does he have a name? I mean, he does. Think, if you said it, I probably would know it. But yeah, like, I, don't, I don't know the guy. But like, we don't know his name. Whereas we know Jeff Eunice from 2010. Yeah. Never forget about that. No. Um, but of course, Ashley Klein's been dropped for... for um, 
I guess, again, this is very funny that he has a bad game where the Storm are disadvantaged and he's immediately dropped. Yeah. But he's had bad games for the last five years where he's mm. screwed over the Tigers, the Bunnies, the Raiders, plenty of other teams. No one cares. Yeah. Have an origin, mate. Have a grand final. Yeah. Oh, screwed over the Storm. Nah, Out on. you go. Spare yeah. me. Um, but yeah, uh, now we kind of a repeat of last year's grand final, which... Which is great. Again, it's just very funny to me. Yeah. It's great. But they've only got themselves to blame. Yeah. Yep. Roosters, no Roosters shouldn't have won. Wayne playing... 4D checkers. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pappenhausen was great was. for the Storm. Um, but on that note as well, Bateman did a fantastic job every time. Storm went down their left, so they're running at the Raiders' right edge. Bateman did a fantastic job every time. Made the right decisions, you know, 99 times out of 100. I know they don't run down there 100 times, obviously, but, you know, it was really spot on and push out or jam in and... A lot of the time, he was the guy wrapping Pappenhausen up. I thought that was a... He played a fantastic game. And um, Corey Horsburgh, he's playing Origin next year. He... He's playing Origin next year. He scrapes into my... I think he's... As, so I've been sort of working on a top, like a top five rookies thing. Yeah. I, I'm trying to just work out where to put him at this point. I think he's probably third or fourth. Best rookies of the season. Yeah, I mean, but he's been. I mean, he's been outstanding. I mean, obviously Haas is number one. Yeah, but then after that point, you can pretty much you can make a case for a few guys. It's a good like, class of rookies. Yeah, mm. like you can make a case for Nakora, but maybe Horsburgh's had a better second half of the season. Yeah, than him. I, yeah. I think he has. Nakora for the first twelve weeks was like, wow. He's you can really make good. a little case for Ruben Garrick as well, and and for um for Mike Acevo, of course. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Is it Dylan Brown's? Dylan Brown's first it is, year as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. He's been good, and he's had some good moments too. Mm. He's been a very, quite a good, and 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 they're leading the ch- and both and not to, not just rookies, but with new signings as well. The Raiders have knocked it out of the park. Obviously, yeah. Chance has been great. Bateman, we can't say enough good things about. And yeah, uh, good on them. Very happy for them. Uh, we so get a we get a prelim final in Canberra. Well, we how many minutes will that sell out in Dale? Uh. <laughs> They, they don't have enough uh, members to sell it out, so it's going to have to go on pre-sale. But um, I assume that it'll be what? So let's say Souths make it down. How does it work? It goes Canberra Raiders. Because so, it'll go Raiders, Raiders members and Raiders stadium and members first. Yeah. Souths, Souths members. members second. There won't be general public tickets. There, I actually, there genuinely might not be. Um, and the other thing, just, just before we go on there, and we would probably have covered this in the news, but so the ground... The ground holds 25 and a half. The ground record is 28 and a half, which was set at the 2004 Super Rugby Grand Final. Uh, from what I know, the Territory Government is looking at bringing in um, temporary seating. I don't think it'll take it up to 30K, but they, I think they're going to give that ground record a shake. That's yeah, that'd awesome. be pretty and sick. And that's going to be sick. I'd well, love to be going down to that. It's why a shame it's we, on a Friday. No, well, we've discussed this. The boom rookies are hitting the road, though. Yeah, you're coming. I don't know how we're going to get in. Well... Just give a standing room up on the... Yeah, well, that's that's one of the good things about uh, Canberra Stadium is it's... If only it you a both room worked stadium. at a large media organisation and could get someone to help you find tickets. Mm, if only. If only you did. Mm. Anyway, moving on. Speaking of people who need help getting tickets, uh, it's it's the Sharks. They, uh, they need What help. does that mean? They need help. They're going to need tickets. They're gonna getting need t- into the ground because their ground help. is getting shut Demolished. <laughs> yeah, true. Mate, Speaking of demolished, the Sharks. It also works. Much you better. so many options. Manly Oringa 28, Cronulla Sutherland 16. Uh, the hyphen derby did not live up to the hyphen. Sorry. Pretty sure it's the asbestos derby. Yeah, well, I mean, but, um, <laughs> the bin derby. Um, the hoot is real, which, I mean... And I didn't really know that much about it because um, I don't care. But like five Sharks of, fans, five or forty starts. Yeah, there Sharks something. fans were not giving them a chance of winning this game, and I guess they were proven right. So yeah, good on them. 
Um, Paul Gallon's career obviously comes to an end. Didn't kick a field goal in this game. Um, suck, suck on that one, mate. No. Cherry Evans was absolutely brilliant. Adam Fanua Blake is probably played the game of his life, really. God. Like Which, you know, Sean Kepi was really good too. He was. He played ten minutes of NRL football. Like this is why. Like I was texting a mate Saturday morning. He's like, "Oh, the Sharkies should handle this one." I was like, "Mate, I will never count a Des Hasler coach team out in a big game." Uh, and until the final siren goes and they are behind on the scoreboard, I will never count out a desert. Yeah. Like to me, I, I was like, yeah, like that. If there's going to be an, like an upset in round one of the finals, I was like, this, this was this the game because yeah. because like, I mean, like the game was at Brookvale, but Manly were the the underdogs, and I was like, Man, like Manly should be should win this game. Didn't like, we? Didn't we talk about this off mic saying that they're their bench. Sorry, because Kepi started. Yeah, and the guy... Kepi had 10 minutes of experience yeah. and they had Hamole Alakaatu on the bench who has never touched a footy in first grade. Yeah, and then he almost scored with his first touch but they called it back for that an obstruction. Moses Suli On debut rule should have come into effect there. Just yeah. give it a try. Yeah, sense of occasion rule. But Moses Suli was... Like he was cutting sick out on that yeah. right edge. Which is so funny because like, the pregame chat was like, oh, cherry speed against... Big Moses Suli, he could give him troubles. But yeah, it's mate, it was the other way around. Big Moses Suli just destroyed it. The mate. thing is, like, it doesn't matter how fast you drive at a wall. Generally speaking, your car is not going through it. No, nah. you know, it's going to stop. And yeah, it, like if South don't fix up those issues they had on their left edge, Manly's right edge was pretty darn good in this game. Suli had 190 meters running on the night. That's hurtful. Yeah. Like, like and and this that, is that, we that, know that's a, a big problem. And like a bloke that's been passed over by two clubs. In the last twelve months, yeah, like just absolutely daddied the sharks on that yeah. edge. And, it's and like the try he scored was just like, "Excuse me, I'm going through here. Please move." And and then he scored. Yeah. And I think as well, like, I mean, Cherry Evans has had what like five or six different partners in the six jersey this year. I yeah. kind of think Dylan Walker works for him. Like he's a reluctant five eighth, but they've kind of, like since he's gone into that role. It's kind of worked for them. Like they've kind of got that continuity, you know, week to week, and more often than not, they're playing pretty decent footy with him in the six jersey. Like, I mean, he's not a world beater in that position, but it seems to just be working. Uh, like you know, he's a good support player and things like that. While Cherry runs the show, his kicking game was outstanding in in this contest as well. And you know, Fainu, good again. He's a really good little player. I I, I really rate. My, uh, I really rate Manasi Fano. I I think that I know that's not exactly a particularly eloquent way of putting things, but like I just I think he's a really smooth operator. Mm. Brendan Elliott was really good too. Like that, there's a there's a guy that you know, pretty ordinary at Newcastle, pretty ordinary at the Titans, but you know, give give Des Hasler a Brendan Elliott and he can win a finals game with him. Like yeah. that, like that's pretty impressive. Well, Brendan Elliott won two first grade games in like a five year period. Yeah, something stupid. Yeah, that's did. Yeah, didn't he have the worst, the worst? Form? I mean, like for, it, it depends on what you would. Where you'd have to, death you'd have to have the like um, the threshold for games pretty low because he only played about thirty games in that period. But he was like True. two and twenty nine. Is he the anti uh, Michael Oldfield? Yes. Mm. Um, I just want to quick mention uh, Dan Nichols tweeted um, messaging someone else before the game. A manly fan, I assume. Our guys are cruising on reputation. Your guys want to play footy. Ours will all be streaming video games by one a.m. Second uh, follow up. A tweet from one twenty-two a.m. Josh Dugan gutted about tonight, but on two K. So if anyone's keen to squad up, <laughs> please hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that was another reason why I thought the upset was on as well because 
Cronulla's just far... They've been... They are who they are this year. Like, they've just been far too inconsistent. Mm. And games, you know, that are on the platter for them, so to speak. They, oh, this game stuffed was. Them all Manly are there to be beaten by any other team in this final series except Brisbane. And Cronulla didn't turn up. Yep. Yeah. They get, and now, you know, Manly, they got through that game unscathed. They get Marty to power back this week. Yeah, I like, I like them this week. On the back foot. They're, no, they're, they're every chance of winning that game. But yeah, they, they were brilliant here. And, I mean... If even if their season goes no further, um, they can they, hang their hat on getting yeah. a finals win, and I can hang my hat and Mitch's hat on the fact that we were the only two people in the world that said they'd be good this year. So and not just that, take that for data. They also uh, they also got rid of Paul Gallen from the uh, the University of Rugby. They League. handed him the final L, which is a, a great scalp. Yes, uh, possibly the greatest. I mean, he is the greatest L scalp of all. That's true. Uh, moving it's also on. The- most common L scalp, though. Yeah. So. Yeah. Look, I'm I'm doing my best here. Uh, alrighty, moving I, on to Jesus someone God. who wasn't doing I their hate best. To see you worse. <laughs> pa- Parramatta, <laughs> Parramatta, fifty-eight, <laughs> Brisbane, zero. So you at your worst is Brisbane in this game, and you at your best is no, no, no. Me at my worst game. is Brisbane on the pokies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I wonder if any of them had a big win. Johnny. Well, David Fafita was clearly chasing, given yeah. the report. So he was. Uh, do we have any puns Young we want to get too through? Much money. Do we have any puns we want to get through? Like Parramatta slapped them out of this game. Mm-hmm. Brisbane didn't feature on the scoreboard. There yeah. you go. Uh, this game didn't really suit them. Yeah, that's good. Um, anyone else? Uh, playing Darius Boyd in the halves all year has been a gamble. Yep. Um, uh, yep. More chilly. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Out of Mitch Moses' kicking game was a real feature. Uh, yeah. Where's the blue and gold? Yeah, very yeah. good. Very <laughs> thanks. Where's um, <laughs> the blue and gold? That's great stuff. Um, uh, um, it's tough, tough to find any positives out of this one. There we go. It's a shame Horsburgh doesn't play for Brisbane. You know, it could be big red. But yeah, you know, there you go. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, I hate myself. We're all out. Uh, speaking of all out, stay out of the pokies. The Broncos, here. they suck. What on earth has happened to that club? Yeah. Like, I'm not just talking a bit. Like, like I mean, they were a benchmark for so long mm. and yeah like they finished eighth this year but 11 wins just ain't good enough at that club yeah like like they've it's been not. and they've been garbage all year and like this is sort of an in, like them being eighth is an indictment on the likes of newcastle and west tigers to an extent and penrith who couldn't get their shit together and it was like oh you want to s- sneak in and play a finals game like this is the year to do it because brisbane suck yeah. And my oh my, they got absolutely rogered for 80 minutes. That's the most, I think that's honestly the most dominant flogging I've seen. Like, I mean, the 64 10 for Storm earlier this year, Parramatta were at least in that game for 20 minutes. Yeah. And then the floodgates opened when, like, the Simbin and that happened. I mean, Harry, between us, we watched the 2000. Two, three, four Rabbitohs and the twenty sixteen seventeen night. So I don't know if we can say this is the most comprehensive. But also, no, but, but, but this like was like no- Parowa eighty the minutes. Why is sixty six nil once? Yeah, but like, <laughs> that is like, true. Considering finals game. Oh, it's by a mile, and I mean the score. The the history books will reflect that it was yeah. the biggest margin of all time. It's funny because um, I was literally two days earlier at dinner with a couple of Tigers fans, and we were talking about how their win in 05 in the first round of the finals against the Cowboys. Yeah. was the second biggest finals win ever. And then the first was in like 1940, and it was Newtown against St George. It was like 55 to seven. Yep. And then it, you know, two days later, it gets broken. Mm. Um, and it's weird because we've we've gone for so long with sort of like Queenslanders in general, and by an extension, Broncos have this thing about not turning on their own. Like so much. Oh that, yeah, everyone's been running at the Broncos this week. It's, it's been fantastic. Completely changed. And so, I mean, like, so they should be. But like, oh, don't spout sure. this nonsense about we don't need our own. We all protect each other and all this crap. But how how does that club like they've got some fantastic young forwards and that's great yeah. but how are they in a position where 
mate, they're playing a hooker at halfback. They've got Darius Boyd at six. They've got Milford out of position. And they're playing a busted McCulloch. Like, this is one of the marquee clubs of the it's competition. It's close to the worst spine in the comp. How does that happen? How has that happened? You, can't, like, you just can't do it. Um, someone uh, someone made a thread about like all the recruitment decisions that have happened under Paul White since he's become the CEO. Mate, it's, it, that club's a basket case with him running the show. Would Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show, uh, with no knowledge at all of rugby league, do a better job? I just, I just want to Captain point out, no speak, wood. Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of bad halves combos, yep. uh, Darius Boyd and Jake Turpin. Now, I know this isn't the, the barometer that we all think it is. 35 total attacking run meters from five runs. It's not ideal. That's no, that's no bueno. Uh, I think uh, Jake Turpin actually got... They barely got out of their half. I mean, he got more half. post-contact meters from that one hit. Uh, where he got absolutely put in the turf uh, yeah. than he did going forward in this whole game. This, yeah, it was a complete and utter mugging. I, I just don't understand. As like you Alvaro said, ran all over these blokes. Daniel like, Alvaro looked on, like man. an absolute world beater. Um, how, yeah, you're right. This can't happen if you're the Brisbane Broncos. Like, and we we talk about and it's a, it's an it's a bugbear of mine when one um when I'm discussing sort of English football with people yeah. and people who go for like one of those big clubs act like it's like their life's so hard if they finish like fourth or fifth and I'm kind of like, well, you know, try getting relegated. But it's kind of like that with the Broncos and this and I get it. Like, I just don't know Broncos fans can't this accept point, this because if you're the Broncos, you just you should be in the top eight every year and you should be should be contending for a title every year. Every year with the amount of resources you have, the yeah. amount of fans you have, the talent pool you have to work with. Um Yeah, this is a low point. And you and I were discussing before Dale got here. Um you could almost make a case that, the, the, like the Knights or Penrith or West seasons were better than Brisbane's in a way. Yeah, because at least they didn't. Well, whose have... situation would you rather? Would exactly. you rather the yeah. not like the Knights season be any ended of those horribly? I think I'd rather be any of those three clubs right now. Yeah, you've booked a coach in for five years. Who? That's a horrible bit of business. Like, did five year contracts are never ever ended well in rugby league? I mean, yeah. Tamalolo might be the only exception where, the, and even at the even back then, end, he's got like eight years left. Who knows? He might, you know, he could get us, yeah. you know, knock on wood, but he could get a career-ending injury. Like, yeah. you never know. Uh, obviously, it's not going to happen for a coach, but a five-year deal for a rookie coach, a rookie coach especially, had a good year with Seattle last yeah. year. Don't get it twisted, but man, oh man. And that's what, one try in his last three finals games as a coach? Yeah. It's not great. Yeah, like Dimitri was right about that. They got, you know. And um, Mitch and I discussed this, I think, yesterday, but um, former greats saying Darius Boyd should just <laughs> walk away and just forfeit the money. And he said that that's not hypocritical because those former players also did the same things. I think Willie Kahn and Shane Webke, I think he was talking about, did actually did something like that. They, Willie Kahn went to rugby. Maybe it wasn't Willie Kahn. I don't know. Was it, and Steve Renoff, I think, yeah, was in there as well. Yeah. I don't know. The players aren't important, but it is... I find that a bit... Like, I agree with... I don't think it's hypocritical of them to ask Darius Boyd to walk away. I just think it's insane. You can't expect this guy to just forfeit all this money. He's not gonna, and he the, shouldn't. The, it's not the, his easy, job. the easy fix to the solution is, and then there's all this talk today about that he's not going to be in the team for round one. It's just like you're playing Q Cup next year. I, honestly, I don't care if you're on eight hundred k. You, yeah, just do the Kirk Reynolds Chris, thing to him. Chris McQueen, Josh Reynolds. These guys yeah. played reserve grade this year. Yeah. Did Josh Reynolds play reserve grade this year? Yeah, Sorry. a lot of reserve yeah. grade yeah. this year. Great, like Eastwood yeah. played a whole season on eight hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Like this whole oh, but he's on this much money. Like Who cares? you can't, you can't have that much in a salary cap. Just go. It happens all the time. Just put him in reserve grade. Like, don't let him get the, the 15 games. Like, it's not like he's got to play three games and then like, all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, we've got all these injuries. We've, we've got to, like, break glass in case of emergency and to also, bring Darius Boyd in. A, Brisbane have a thousand youth players. Yeah. Like, they have a whole... Just don't play. A whole a slew of feeder teams. Yeah. 
It's well, it's Melbourne, Melbourne and Buddy and fullbacks. It's is the, the joke. Well, but Benji it's like on three, seriously, they have like three feed teams. Well, Benji on three sixty last night went to bat for him. Obviously, like he's a former teammate of his. But he's like, well, if he's not doing his job, like why does he keep getting selected? He mm. asked that question, and then that's the thing as well. Like he's clearly like they. There's no way that you can mince like what he has done and say, yeah, he's done his job, bloke. Because then, if he's doing his job, that is horrible coaching. Yeah, that it's horrible selecting. It, it's a it's a whole raft of things. I, I just don't know how a club who turns over fifty million in revenue, biggest, how they get them, how they've got in in this spot. You know, like every club has like a dark period or whatever. But a team with this many competitive advantages shouldn't get to this spot where yeah. their spine's awful. And like, what you're going to rely on, like Tom Dearden at nineteen next year to be your halfback? Yeah. They keep, uh, they, they're, they're in, in a lot of ways, I know that it's not necessary, but this team reminds me a lot of kind of the opposite of the Panthers because the, the Panthers are always trying... We, we've discussed this on the show a number of times, but they're always looking for the next big thing. Yeah. And this team seems to be looking for a reason to keep players around. Yeah, like that, the point that you were making about McCulloch, for example, Boyd, the players, other players that have gone on too long, they keep thinking that this it, they're just going to keep performing at this... And I know that Boyd's been terrible, but like previous years, he's he's been one of the best players in the comp. They think that they can just plug him in and go, okay, you were very good at fullback. This is a different position. Maybe it'll work. It hasn't worked, and they just keep trying it. Like at, at eventually, in in a in a in a game like this, you have to, as you say, you've got a sunk cost. Just send the yeah. bloke out to pasture. Yeah. And what I, else I you can do about that. And I really think this just puts to bed all the all the people who are like, Milford's a fullback. Milford's a fullback, mate. He's not a fullback. He's just not a week to week NRL all- fullback. A great five eight, yeah. you know, and people like, need to stop with, blaming him for their problems. Oh, the only mate, good that's player. yeah, ridiculous. Like, if you if you're playing a guy out of position to try and plug a hole that your like captain has inevitably created for you, yeah. like to to somehow pin all of this on him is absolutely absurd. Oh, we, oh, he needs an off season at fullback. It's like you're the club that moved arguably the best fullback ever to five eighth, and now you want to play a very good five eighth at fullback. Yeah, I don't understand it at all. Um, They've been linked with Brody Croft. I think if that happens, Mitch might walk into the ocean and yeah. just never return. Yeah, he'll but do a Harry Holt. if they could get someone like Aiden Caesar, then maybe we're talking. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I still don't know why they didn't go, hey, James Maloney, one year. What do you think? Come and try it for a year. Don't, yeah, why not? Like, for one year, like, Maloney behind that Maybe they're burned pack. by Scott Prince when they did a similar thing. Yeah, Bo- maybe. Would you prefer a Beaujolais or a Forex? Real question. <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, I don't know what you can really analyze his performance in Paramount. Mitch Moses' Good. kicking game was unbelievable. Yep. I will say this: some of the some of the long passing and the switching of left, left, to, left right, to right, mate. Like, honestly, right. mate, they, mate, they got the they got the uh, Ricky Stewart tapes out. <laughs> like so, like some yeah. some of that long passing was just delicious to watch, mm. and mate, Paramount like on the Sevo try where he sort of bobbled it. McCulloch gets caught out down like he, he he was over on that blind side and they went straight over there and they were just so slow to react. The line staggered really easily. There was just no togetherness in that Broncos team. And like a whole lot of the year it's been oh, an individual does something good enough here or there and sort of bails them out of trouble and, and man they like on, on this occasion where they, they couldn't work as a defensive unit at all and no one was interested. Mm-hmm. It was Pretty bloody dire. Yeah, but the um, long passing. Big, big, big fan of the old long pass. Switch, switch a play is is a whether it's a kick or a long pass. We've seen it. 
Many times this year, we love it. Yeah. Uh, alrighty. Speaking of things we love, NRL women. Uh, first round of the NRL women's comp. You were you were there. I'm assuming, Monsieur Bungard. <laughs> was not in Melbourne for. Oh. Oh. Uh, anyway, Eastern Suburbs twelve. Uh, the Warriors sixteen. Right. Yeah, would have liked to have been there, but um, no, sadly, um, Shante Poco, the she Warriors halfback, was unbelievably good. Yeah, she put in. Did she put in a double chip? She that did. nearly resulted in the yes, try, wasn't she, it? Yeah, she been chased yeah. the second kick, forced a dropout. Yeah, she, that was the best kicking game I've ever seen in a women's ga- women's game ever. Mm. Well, ever. I don't know. I haven't skill seen that many. Is, yeah, but fucking hell, the she skill she had good. the ball on a string. Mm. She yeah. was head and shoulder, and this was. You know, uh, this was you know the Roosters had Origin five eighth Kira Dibbon in their halves. She played pretty well. One of the one of the, one of the best try savers mate, you'll ever see. Very very good. Uh, she played very well, but Poco was a he- just head and shoulders above every other playmaker on the field. Yeah, she was outstanding. Um, the Roosters, Roosters, the Roosters are like the Melbourne Stars of the Big Bash League. In the they're, yeah. yeah, they're like the fancy they're like the fancy team, and I know this competition no. young. They're like the fancy team, but they really struggled last year, and they got through on four and against the final. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like you know well, everyone's fancying them again. They really struggled as well when their middles went off. They just didn't. They got killed in that I guess half an hour stretch when 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 they put their sort of bench forwards back, and they looked better when especially when Samaya Taufa came back on at the end. She yeah. scored a try in both of her stints. She was really good. They should have put this game to bed in the first yeah, 20 the minutes. They had middles. a shitload of chances mm. and didn't convert any of them. And then basically in that middle third of the game, the Warriors were really, really good. Yeah. The Warriors middles. My God. Yeah. They're terrifying. <laughs> Bloody <laughs> terrifying. Same as, same as last year. Like, they are. They were... The, they were, they were, it might have been the second, ra- second round last year. One of the women put such a, hit, such a big hit on that she had to go off with a HIA. Like, she HIA'd herself. Yeah, it's wild that there's a woman with a face tattoo and she's nowhere near the scariest person on the field. It is a pretty good face yeah, tattoo. Big fan is, of the Mocha. Uh, yeah. Uh, alrighty. Uh, and on to the second game. It was St. George Illawarra 4, Brisbane 14 at the new Parramatta Stadium. Yeah. St. George can't play, eh? A little bit less to analyse here. The Dragons I, I were just thought, flat. I think they were, like, they were okay, but they just could never get a pass the advantage line. Like, it was... It's really... Like, rugby league is a simple game. You have to put the ball forward. Yeah. Yardage is the idea of the game. Yeah, you have to get to the other white line at the end of the pitch. But yeah, um, I thought the Broncos were good enough to do enough. And look, the the Dragons, if I'm being honest with you, aside from kind of Kesiap's making a few good breaks, um, Jess Sir just made a really, really good last-ditch tackle on Their the fullback right well, side. The Dragons. Yeah, fullback played well. They just didn't have... And, and they were being... like their, The hooker was being pumped up um, as one of the you know best players. Um, best well, players she won the Dalian Braley, And... But you can only do so much. Yeah. You know, if you had... if you, She's called the Cam Smith of NRLW, but if you have Cam Smith out there passing the ball to traffic cones, it's not really helpful, is it? I mean, they're in a bit of trouble. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, we're now facing an unfortunate prospect where if Brisbane and Brisbane and the Warriors both win again this weekend... Um, the last round's, the last round's dead. dead rubber, which would be a great shame. So I think for the purposes of that, I'm kind of hoping the Dragons and Roosters win this week and everything stays alive going into that last week. Hope to God. What else is on next week, Dale? Uh, some some more footy. Yeah. Uh, allegedly, there's some more footy on. Uh, Ooh. South Sydney versus Manly Warringah at the Olympic Stadium on yeah. Friday night. Um, give me Manly. Uh, I'll take the Bonnies. We'll briefly talk about this. Um, Maybe their Teams best lineup out, of, of the year, Harry. It is. I watched the team announcement. No, Brad Burns still sucks. Yeah. But so um, apart from that, they're as they're as healthy as they probably can be. Yeah, um, I think Sam back on an edge. Jaden Sewer's been dropped completely. Yeah, um, right. Is he call not busted though. Who? Jaden Sewer. 
Mate, I don't know. You'd want to hope so. He, he just plays not, like he I don't know. I still don't know good. the fascination with him. Um, He's not been good since he came to South. I tell you what, with to power back, do you do you flirt with a late lineup change to put Sam Burgess in the middle to try and match a bit of fire with fire early in that game, or or are you, or are you keeping him on that edge and backing Cam Murray? I was going to say, I'm and, not sure and, you and need the likes to. Of those guys, I trust because Liam Knight's been great in the last. I trust Cam Murray and Liam Knight to do that job. Okay. Um, and Dewey back at fullback, Johnston back on the wing, which I think at this point is probably the right call. I think Dewey's just looked decent enough there, and he was at sea on the wing. Yeah. And Johnston, as we know, is a very, very good winger and has an excellent try scoring record at this stadium. So I think that's probably a good decision. Um, yeah, Tapau's a, a, a huge in for Manly, goes yeah. without yeah. saying. And the way Fanua Blake's playing, if they can win the forward battle, they can win the game, especially if Cherry Evans plays well, but... I just still feel like... It's probably like 300 metres between the two of them. Yeah, I just feel like Souths have to bounce back from last week and I just don't think that Manly can be as good as they were last week either. So I'm reluctantly tipping Souths, but it's not going to blow my socks off if they lose this game. It will suck though. Make no mistake about that. Yeah, I don't know what finals losses feel like. It's been a while. (laughs) It's been a while. I think Manly by two points... Ooh. Well, weren't both games this year decided by a sol- solitary point? A solitary yep, field so. goal in each game. I I, th- I just think that the right edge of me, I think Souths were just so dire there last, last that week. That is worrying because that's Manly's most prolific area. They've got to have a lot of improvement in a week. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. I, you can I make just, a case for both teams in this game, but yeah. yeah I'm obviously. I'm going to go Manly by two. Mm. Fair enough. I'll go, I'll go Manly 1 to 12. Uh, alrighty, and the second game of the weekend is Melbourne versus Parramatta at Edwin Flackfield in Melbourne. They can't do it, can they? Can they? Can they? Can no, no. no. I, I, I had to eat huge crow about Parra because they got, I mean, the whole, yeah, they're, they're not good enough to win a final or whatever and this and that, but then they got served a game on an absolute platter and they just absolutely thumped it in. Well done to them, but I think this one is a bridge too far for them. I mean, you literally could not have had conditions more conducive to a win than win. last week. Like The worst away team in the comp against a team that grows another leg when they're playing at home. <laughs> they're, they're going into that game last yeah. week, Brisbane's differential in New South Wales was minus 120 this season. <laughs> it is now minus 178 for well, the season. Parramatta's par- 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 for and against in that game was better than par- than Brisbane's for and against in the rest of the season. Yeah. Well, yeah, minus. Brisbane had a negative four and against Dallas. No, that's, that's every my point. every that's team my that point. won this that, week that had a better was worse than the rest than their of the regular season. season. Um, uh, the the other problem that Parramatta are going to be having, and we really haven't taken this into account, they're going to be wearing yellow, and they have a terrible record in that jersey. So I think they've already lost. <laughs> Do you know what yellow is? Uh, yes. Do you actually? It's, it's between green and black. Do you know what green is? I'm not sure what you mean. Can what colours can you see? None. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I can't say colour as racist. I, I, I think Storm by sixteen in this. One. I, I, I think I think this one is relatively straightforward. I unfortunately am inclined to agree. I'd like to be wrong. I wouldn't. I'd like to. Yeah, I mean, I want to see good finals footy. Well, I mean, as a Souths fan and you as a Raiders bandwagoner, um, I think I'm sure we'd both like to see Parramatta in the grand final. But, yes, um, hmm. seems unlikely. We'll yeah. come on to more of that later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm foreshadowing. I'm trying to tease. Okay. I'm trying to tease. I'm very excited. I'm, I hope so. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh no, it's Simi Redradra. Now 
News. Do we have any news? Uh, Jared Rojago has tripped a man, and now he will miss a game. Unlucky. Because if there's one thing I've learned in the NRL, it's that uh, pulling hair and tripping gets you weeks of suspensions, but knocking Liam Knight out cold doesn't. <laughs> but still angry. Uh, but as well, like he you know, all the, all the old people are like, you know, oh, back, when, ba- back, back when tripping men, was back a send off. Yeah, back when men were Literally men, tripping was a send off. My boss said that word. And like, now, like, we're like, oh, tripping should only be a fine. It should never be a suspension. But it's like, if it was a straight send off. You know, back when men were met, like, but I get a grip. I, I, like, can't remember, <laughs> I can't remember if I discussed this with you on here or just in in like oh. another setting. But like, it's bizarre to me that there are a series of acts. Tripping is one, spitting is another one. There's a couple others, hair pulling, where like they're seen as worse than genuinely dangerous things. Like, yeah, I don't understand why. Like, tri- I don't understand why tripping specifically. Like spitting, I don't being spat on sucks. No, I, I, but like tripping. It seems like a fairly like not a victimless crime. Yeah, yeah. But it's like punching are, someone in the dark. Yeah. Or shot <laughs> yeah, but I mean like yeah, like you can and then break I, someone's leg. Actually, no, I think tripping. we did talk about yeah, this on here because my yeah. point was that eye yeah. gouging is the one act that blurs both of those groups. It's yeah. both considered a dog act and really dangerous. Yeah. Are, are you saying that whoever broke uh, Sean Fensom's leg should have been should have been sidelined for tripping? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. J- just, just it's the Sean Fenson rule. <laughs> it's the Sean Fenson rule. And if we know that there, if we know anything, it's that eye gouging in other sports is seen as completely normal. Yeah. But I mean, like people bemoaning the fact that Hargreaves is, oh, you know, to miss a big final over that. It's like, well, this is his sixth charge this year. Like, yeah, yeah you'd have a bit more sympathy for him if he hadn't literally just been charged with yeah. the previous week. Like, but, come on. Man. And it's just such a stupid thing to do because he very clearly did it. There's yeah. No one can argue yeah. And then he then he tripped over himself to try and be like, oh, yeah, I was like, off balance. Like, he but thought like, in that moment, oh, I've got to do something to overcome. But this is what I'm talking about before when people go, oh, you shouldn't coast in the games. Yes, you should. You should not do stupid shit like this. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter if James Roberts goes past you and scores. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. You're going to win the game. It makes no difference. Yeah. Don't get suspended. Don't get injured. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, speaking of suspensions, uh, Tulia Fotumoala, who the Dragons signed from Brisbane, she won the World Cup Player of the Tournament in 2017, gun forward, has been suspended for three weeks for a crush attack. Now, the reason this is interesting is because their season only goes for four weeks, so she's missing the rest of the season. This, of course, has now started a discussion today um, about why the women's game has the exact same point system for charges as the men's game, which I think is a fair point. I, I had this so discussion too. in AFLW last uh, two years ago. Did they come to a conclusion? Yeah. Should she be suspended for half well, a game? There was there was a player who... She can run on it half time. She can run on it half time. Well, that be would be one the, six. So. The Joey Leilua of, uh, of NRLW. But they, they had the same same discussion. Um, the Bulldogs, uh, Western Bulldogs captain was suspended for a grand final, uh, despite the fact that their season runs for seven games, which would have amounted, as you say, to like a four or five week suspension. When also the men's the men's in the AFL specifically, but the men have fines. The women don't make enough money to have fines. Right, true. And I don't know what the answer is to find a better. Like, I actually to, don't. to have a better system than that. Mm. But that seems wrong. That oh, we've got a four week season, but you can be wiped out for like the entire season. Yeah. I I, I don't know what the answer is though. Yeah. That's really hard. A, well, I mean, length of because, the season because would you, be because, one of them. Yeah, because you have to punish foul play and things. Yeah, like of course. That. It's a, it's a, it's it is a tough one. I actually yeah. don't know what the answer is, but. I mean, if you do, write in. But the other the other issue with this was she wasn't allowed to use examples of her defense team wasn't allowed to use examples of crushes in men's games as an as like a um, reference point. Nor was she allowed to use 
examples of other tackles that could have been considered crushes in women's games that you, weren't charged. Uh, you can only use yeah. you can only use tackles or examples that have been found guilty by the match review yep. panel. No, but they weren't even allowed to do that because they oh, were wow. game. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is it's quite strange. So that they were they the copied first, they're the emulating they're emulating the final system they're emulating the charge system from the men's game, but she wasn't allowed to use examples so, yeah, from the men's game. Probably been no as a reason as to that's, why that's bizarre. it should be downgraded. So well James Graham has weighed in. Uh, he just wants the judiciary scrapped. He says you should be able to buy just people. Yeah. Well, I, I think he said last week, he's like, oh, well, if someone says, oh, yeah, like you've been charged and you're given two weeks, he's like, you should just have to cop it because going there, like some people get off, some people don't, and then it's like it becomes a, it becomes a chook lottery. Do you, do you have a judiciary in your local football league, Bunga? Uh, I actually don't know. Never been sent off, so. Oh, all right. Oh. Gary Lineker over oh, here. You know, I got second yellow once. So there's no judiciary. So. Uh, fair. Because oh, I know that they have it in our, even in our local league, they have, you have a, you have a not a match review panel, but like it goes off the ref reports. You can have witnesses. We had a bloke sent off for racially uh, for abusing the ref and got five weeks, and his uh, his sentence was later downgraded because he was racially abused, and he took it out on the ref, and the ref didn't note that in his match report, and the witnesses were there, and that's how it worked. But yep. like, obviously, the judiciary's got to be there. Like you, the way that it works in the AFL is they have one match reviewer, they don't have a panel. Yeah, they've got an officer. They've got a match officer, which is very odd. Judge, Judy, and executioner. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but yeah, again, James, come Um, on. What are we doing? uh, The Sharks have announced they will play almost all their home games at Cogra. They're taking a game to uh, the Sunshine Coast as well, right? And the rest will be at Cogra. Um, Interesting. Should the Sharks be forced to play in the ocean? Maybe Hmm. you'd be on board with that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not strictly rugby league news, but Paul Gallen's fighting Barrack Hall in the bout of people I don't want to win. So I just don't know what to do about that. That's an interesting hmm. fight. Well, Gallon's done remarkably well. He's now, this fight and his last one, has somehow found opponents where I'm not going to cheer for them because they're worse blokes than he is. Wow. Yeah, he's good on him. Yeah. Good on him. Um, on the on the uh, Sharks playing at Cogra thing, that turf is going to be fucked. Mm. Yeah. Because it's going to have, well, there's going to be what? So 11 Sharks games. Sydney FC are playing a bunch of games. Sydney there. play most of their games. I think Sydney have 11 of 13 home games this season. W League there as well. W League games as well. Plus the Dragons play, I think, four home games there. So there's going to be the equivalent of. You're looking at 20 plus. A match and a half. And the ground's owned by the council and they're not very good. But mm. anyway. I digress. Any other news? Um, I rewatched The Castle last night. It holds up. Oh, good. That's a very good movie. Good film. Uh, it's actually a documentary about, about Harry's What's the line about fishing? He's like, Dad says it's like 10% luck, 20% of this, and about 84% or something. You know, like, just... Redu- I can't remember the line, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> My pop does not find the castle funny because I think it's a little too close to home. I think um, that was the criticism of it when it came out, actually. Yeah. Oh, this is just a documentary. Oh, it makes fun of working class students. No, it doesn't. That's... that's come on. That's yeah. the point. It's a... Pa- anyway. It's self what did we so, What did we discuss before the podcast? The The Poe... Poe's Law. Poe's Law, where it can't be... It's too close to parody to, to be figured out whether it is or it isn't. Sure. Is this, podcast, this, is, is this podcast a parody? Uh, I don't know, but you can't spell podcast without Poe, so... Mm. What do you call this, Dale? Rissoles. Rissoles. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> How have we not just been... Jousting sticks. ...saying <laughs> lines from the castle that are directed to Dale Kerrigan, to you, for the entire... I have dug a hole. ...missed opportunities, previously. which we will not let go in the future. Ah, oh, I look forward to that. Are you serious? We're going to have any of questions. It's everybody's favourite time of the week. It's question time. Mm. Uh, Ethan Shields at Shieldsy1. Is Mitchell Moses a flat track bully or does he have the potential to step it up against the top teams? Uh, to me, he's 
Just not unre- this, not he, this top team. He's unreliable in the sense that like he can absolutely you know destroy a team one week and then a week later he's nowhere to be found. A little bit. My take is that he's not a flat track bully, but he is the ultimate confidence player because he has to be on top. He he has to be on top early on to think that things are going his way and play like things are going his way. That's probably true. Because I think he's, I think with him in the team, Parramatta are good enough to beat decent teams. I yeah. don't think they're good enough to beat Melbourne this week. No. But I think that he is the kind of player that he needs to be on a roll. It's not necessarily that he's a flat track bully, but he needs to believe in himself. Yeah. Well, Harvey G followed up to that question with, is there really a such thing as a flat track bully or is the truth more like it's ridiculously hard for a playmaker to play well when their team is getting clobbered and the players who can still be good in that sort of situation are absurd freaks? I think that's a good point, and and we spoke about like Cherry Evans being able to direct a team of potatoes around the park. Yeah, like, he true. played so that's, well this week. Yeah, um, and there again, there are very few players out there, but there are also players who, on their day, like if you take somebody like Aiden Caesar for example, has a yeah. fantastic long kicking game. Now he's not the best. He's not the best half in the comp. I think we can all agree on that. But if well. the Raiders are being, do- <laughs> he's he's good. But like if the Raiders are being dominated, like he has the potential to. For example, kick a team out of trouble. Maybe. Like he can kick like a thirty yeah, twenty I, and get them down the other I end think and get them out of. In, that in a very extreme example, it's like if you put Mitchell Moses or Daly Cherry Evans as the halfback in the Australian team, you wouldn't notice much difference. But if you put one of them as the halfback on a bad team, you would notice the difference. Yeah, if you get me. Yeah. Uh, Pythago NRL should the Broncos be stripped of the NRL license and focus on being a top NRLW club? They are. They're the second Brisbane team now. They are yeah. still. They've got to earn their way back. The NRLW team is the Broncos. The other team are the. Second Brisbane team. The, the men's team is the... Yep. yeah The other Broncos team. Yep. Or just the other Brisbane team. He follows up with, if an NRLW team signs a bunch of top players from the reigning premiers and then failed to beat the reigning premiers, should the entire organisation be raised to the grounds, its ashes scattered to the four winds? He's talking about the Dragons. I would have no problem yes. with that happening to the whole club at this stage. It's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? They uh, signed look, like it's, five it's, players from the Broncos, including, as we said, the Dalian winner and the World Cup player of the tournament. Look, a bunch of... The Roosters halfback. So, Roosters they tried to... Politest their way to a title. Let me put it to you this way: It's not the most embarrassing thing that's come out of the club this year. Well, I Whoa. mean, yes, not it's been a good year for the Rangers. It ha- no. really hasn't, has it? Uh, Michael Darren seventy nine. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? We won't get Storm Roosters in a grand final. One I think word answers a, here. Good. I think it's a great thing. Oh wow! Look at you going. Great up. Thing. It's yeah. I didn't realize great was an option. I'm going to say it's stupendous. Oh wow! RCB Sharks. Which areas of their game do the eliminated finals teams need to improve to go further next year? Uh, Brisbane scoring. Scoring would help. You can't win a game if you score zero, I've been mm. told. But Shark- in all seriousness... Um, Sharks' consistency. Yeah. Sharks' attitude and consistency is the, a bigger problem than the actual playing group. Yeah. For Brisbane, forwards are fantastic. Need to need to become the first Brisbane team. It's just... Oh, it's, it's literally one through seven outside of Milford. There's a lot of issues. Yeah. Their yeah. back line needs... Even then, Milford is playing in the wrong jersey. Yep. Stags is all right. The rest... Uh, mm. duh. Uh, and where does Leigh Lewis flick past rate in great finals moments the last 10 years? It's pretty close to the top. <laughs> it's, it's pretty outrageous. It's like like people, when he gave away the eight-point eight try, they're like, you can't play this bloke in a finals game, this and that. And Campo's like, you got to take the good with the bat. And yeah, Leigh Lewis is one of these players. And like Leigh Lewis was getting hammered for this, but he produces moments like this. And the flick pass was 100% the right play in this moment because they overchased and overcommitted. Like those four blokes are still running down Swan Street. Yeah. 
It was amazing. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other great finals moments in the last 10 years. George Burgess's grand final try is, is up there. for Fafita's try in the grand try. finals up there as well. Jennings, Obviously, grand Obviously, JT's try. field goal, Ben Hunt dropping the ball. Michael Robertson, um, hat-trick in a grand final. Pretty great. Not really a moment, though, and it was more than 10 Collection years ago. Collection of moments. There you go. Um, <laughs> Good answer, Harry. <laughs> apologies. Jared Hayne, try at Cogra. Yeah, Are we allowed to say time? anything about that? 09 is, 09 is technically, yeah, Ten, I'll allow yeah. it. I'll allow it. Um, yeah, of course you can. I mean, okay. mm. whatever he's done off the field, that that's Sean still, a, Alina said, that's still yeah. a thing that happened. Oh, Edric that, that Lee could be dropping the one. ball with a line open in Melbourne. No, we don't talk uh-huh. about that. Yomi, $1,500, Edric Lee. Uh, ICB Sharks with another question. Uh, <laughs> this, this, is, this is a Toy Story related question. What do you reckon happened to Sid Phillips? He was already a bit of a weirdo. After the toys talk and freak him out, is that it for him? A lifetime of crazy conspiracies and misdiagnosed mental illness. Hang on, drug what? addiction set in. What's the outcome for Sid? Wasn't he the Wasn't he the pizza driver in Toy Story Three? Uh, I believe he had a cameo. There's a ca- there's de- he definitely comes in in one of the later films. Yeah, he, I believe he had a cameo in Toy Story Three as a garbage man. I think. Yeah, that could be it. Not a hundred percent sure. It, it would be wild if you lived in a world where you were the only person that knew the toys were alive. It's just pretty, pretty crazy. Because mm. he is right. I mean, I've seen them all a million times. Mm. Yeah, from memory, you're the one with Happy Birthday with the t- the Toy Story uh, people on your window. So that's true. And, and a big shout out to your wonderful wife for, for, for the decorations, and and to you for not taking them down. I googled it while we were talking. He was indeed a garbage man. There you go. And three. he was a garbage man. So he, well, a garbage you know. boy. I think you'll person. Find. Yeah. Garbage person. Garbage story person. movies. Absolutely iconic. Yeah. Greatest series of movies. Greatest franchise of all time. Um, Butsy Triple Eight. Is 2019, is there a better or more reliable way to get news than Simpsons memes? No, there's not. Anyone? <laughs> Correct. It, it shocks me how relatable Correct. that show is to every day, like to everything. Yeah. Like, I, my mum used to chip me about it. Like, I'd always like relay like a real life situation to the Simpsons or like an episode or something. And she's like, there's just no way that like you can keep doing this for every situation. I was oh, like, well, oh, oh, oh sorry, <laughs> you can. Um, Jack Cronin, which team is more disgusting, the Craig Hodges Titans or the Miami Dolphins? Or oh, this Miami is actually Miami hard. is a not good place. So Miami has an excuse. Mm-hmm. They're tanking for draft picks. Yeah, no draft in the NRL. Titans fair. Good point. Thank you. Uh, Mario Seeks, why are the selectors so against Travis Head, yet so attached to the dick of David Warner? Wow. The guy is the reason plus. we had no Smith for 12 months. Why would anyone feel we owe him anything? Oh. That's a great, great question too, may I just say. he He's not played well. Um, he, he hasn't, but who else do you put on? Like, I know Joe Burns is Joe sitting Burns. at home, but I, I mean, he should have been in there for Marcus Harris or... Did, what, did we not have the discussion that this this uh, this series from David Warner was the worst series by an opener in Test history? Yeah, like in a five but, Test. But Marcus series, Harris was got... worse. He didn't play all five Tests. Marcus Harris had a lower average than yeah. Warner. Mm. It wasn't good from either of them. Uh, Danny Boy, nineteen ninety five. Uh, it's, it's a bet relating to. It's a question related to a bet regarding a carton of beers. You can work okay. that one out for yourselves. Mm. Pat Meister is Sam Burgess the dumbest spud playing rugby league at present. Mario Seegs replied, or is he currently holding Jared Ware Hargraves' beer? To which Pat and Meister replied, they've both made Andrew Fafita look like a Rhodes Scholar lately. A lot of good points being made. I, mm. I'd agree with all of that, to be honest. Yeah. Yep, fair. Uh, Mesut Ozil, what tactic will the, NRL, will the NRL attempt to kill Joey Leilua with next? A, drop an anvil on his head. B, paint a tunnel into the side of a mountain. Or C, fashion a woman out of a bunch of dynamite <laughs> sticks wearing a dress and lipstick. Uh, oh my God. Just to answer that question... Somebody paint it, this is this is not a joke. Somebody painted a tunnel on the side of a on the side of a hill, an overpass, a rail overpass in Cogra, but it was definitely in Sydney. I think it was in Cogra. Mate, somebody literally drove into it. 
Wow. When was this? This was like 18 months ago. Wow, you got to find that story for me. Yeah. Can I ask a question? No, I'm going the Homer Simpson drop the trampoline over into the gorge and it comes back up. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the way they get Joey. Yep. What, th- throw him off a gorge? <laughs> no, no, no. You know when Homer tries to you get know, rid I of the No, I get trampoline? that, but Homer's trying to kill the trampoline and it bounced back. Yeah, and that's what will happen. So he'll the NRL's going to throw Joey Lalu off a gorge. He's going to bounce back no, and trampoline, kill trampoline, a metaphorical trampoline. You've not thought this through. No, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> Tell him I've caught a dam. Bounce back up. Mario Siegs again. What's softer, Brisbane's defence or Mitch conveniently being away this week? Uh, look, at least Mitch has a reason not to be here. Well, look, I'm just going to lie and say that he said he'd be on the podcast this week if Brisbane won. Uh, it's not true. Not true. He's very, very busy. Uh, yeah. B- busiest time of year for him at work. So. Yep. Our boy's probably, probably nearly nine o'clock. He's probably still there right now. So mm. thoughts and prayers. Um, Mesodozil again does Joey Lua flick it back inside because Croker was having a rough night with the boot or because he is a king amongst men a god who walks among us the second coming of Jesus Christ the latter Maddie McPay replied I choose to believe it was for both of these reasons <laughs> yeah. and thank god they ran it around yeah uh, Maddie McPay also followed up with is Mitch not showing up this week the most cowardly act you've seen again he said he couldn't come Ooh. before the final series so Boy, oh boy. That. Sorry, before this weekend's games, he said he couldn't make it again. That is, that is a heavy sledging. Win or lose. Oh, look. It's, 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 no. <laughs> Having listened to a couple of episodes where I was not on, I get sledged far worse than this. So. That's true. You get sledged worse than this when you're on. Yeah, but it hurts more when you're not there. It's like I'm listening somewhere, and then I'm just like, hey. Hang on. That's me. Hey, being not another hair joke. Yeah. Uh, Gilby Gillard, what's the NRL's dream grand final matchup now? Paul Mack replied with Para versus Canberra. I disagree. The correct Paris answer is Paris Souths. Yep. Um, and can yeah. we just? Can I just say? Yeah. Can we have segregated ends? Can we have one? It's one home end, they and did, the other they have them now. Yeah. No, they kind of did that in 2014. There wasn't really any Bulldogs fans near me, but no, it's not properly segregated. I'd like segregation. <laughs> um, it's the only time that I think segregation. This works. raises an go. interesting point, though. It's quite. It's always been very, very funny to me when like idiots say, "Oh, the NRL's rigged for Melbourne and the Roosters." It's like, if you, two, do you genuinely believe stars. that if the NRL was capable of rigging games? Watch? That they would not... Well, A, why would you watch? B, if you thought something was rigged, unless you're a pro wrestling fan, why would you watch it? Oh. And B... Hang on. If you... What? Yeah, sorry to break this to you, Dale. And B, if the NRL actually could control the results, why on earth would they not control them so that, like, Parramatta, the Bulldogs, Souths, yeah, and the Broncos the were the best four teams every year? Actually, I've seen a New Orleans Saints fan tweeting through the game after another dodgy call or whatever from the referees. They're yeah. like, hey, just remember, the NFL is registered as an entertainment company and not a sports oh league. Like, God. they can rig games to, with no repercussions. I was like, Again, well, that's the same thing. If the, NRL, <laughs> if the NFL was rigged, the Dallas Cowboys would be good every year. Yeah, exactly. Not. My, yeah. my take is, if the NRL is rigged, why is Ashley Klein getting dropped? Another good point. Mm. Yeah. He's the Earl Hebner of our time. Oh, <laughs> take. Um... Madam P again, when do we give up on this whole democracy nonsense and just hand the control of the country over to the Leilua family? Yeah, tough to argue. Mm. Six middle names for everyone. Uh, Maddie McP said, "Who's more again? Who's more overrated, Mitchell have. Moses or Bible Moses?" Ooh, harsh on both. I mean, to be fair, um, they weren't they weren't in red this week, but Moses did lead Parramatta through the Red Sea. He did yeah. well. Simon Simon Nine Seven mm. replied to that one saying, "Mitch Moses is two point five weeks away from being a premiership Dalliam and Clive Churchill winner." That's outrageous. That's a lot to swallow. I mean, they wow. have to win. Yeah, but, um, he's not technically wrong. That's but I mean, he is going to win the Dalliam though, which just That's highlights cooked, the cooked. So cooked. Uh, Danger Anger, who is the worst lock of the modern era and why is it both Matt Gillette and Nathan Peets? Ooh. Mm. I actually think when Tepon Moroa was probably like as a starting Didn't lock. Josh King start for you at lock like three weeks ago? Yeah, that's probably the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Josh King is always the answer. Rich Cranium NRL, what's easier to see from space, the Great Wall of China or the holes in Brisbane's defence? <laughs> 
Uh, Gilby again. Josh Papali has had a more consistent year than Payne Haas and therefore should be prop of the year. Agree. I think you can't go wrong with either. They've been the best two this year. You can make a case for both. Mm. Yeah, I personally and then... would probably go with Haas just because of the individual highs just being so ridiculous. But Papali's been excellent as well. Yeah. Anyone disagree? No, say I'll, I'll take that. Oh, you can throw Adam Fenua Blake. And, yeah, you can. And, you, I think and, you can make a case for them. They, they, they've well. been the four best props yep. this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Nathan Thorson, what is everyone's pokey of choice until 11 p.m. the night before a semi-final? It's, yeah, where's the gold? I mean, I don't play pokies. Yeah, I'm not a pokey. Devil's man. machine. Yeah, but they um, are. I used to. You should just all not play them. Yeah, they're evil, evil things. Mm. In all seriousness. Although, funnily enough, I mean that's why our game exists, right? Yeah, we had this discussion kind of. last week. <laughs> it's, it's a complicated week before yeah. last, brother. Look. I don't know. Let's not think about it too much. We'll I know. ourselves. Exactly. Don't think about it. In uh, Eddie NZ, in a fight to the death against an equal-sized man, you can choose a baseball bat or a six-inch knife. The weapon you don't choose goes to your opponent. Bat. Bat. Six-inch knife. Not- Six inches is only that big. Yeah, you get, only- hit, you get hit once with the bat. You're dropping the knife. Give me the baseball bat. Yeah. Correct answer. I think it has also, to Also, you can put a nail through a bat. You can't put a nail through a You can't be bringing variables into that. But that's like saying you can put a chain on the end of the knife and swing it around. That would be called a mace. Well, kind of. <laughs> a big ball of knives. A thin mace. A big ball of knives. Swiss Cowboy 78. Speaking of knives. Has three questions. Why does the NRL allow Queensland Cup side to play in the finals? <laughs> a fair question. Did we have this discussion about feeling, Sydney teams feel, getting relegated? Yeah, they're feeling charitable this Is year. playing pokies bad for tackling? Why does anyone want a second shit team in Brisbane? No, no, see, we've got the second shit team. Now we just need an actual NRL team. Yeah. Yes, that's right. God, this is fun. Uh, Cameron Kusher says, What would you do if you're in charge of the Broncos? Who do you cut slash never play again? Who do you re-sign and who do you go after? He said he's really interested in both Mitch and non-Mitch opinions. Well, you can get a lot of non-Mitch opinions yeah. from, from the panel today. Mm-hmm. So it goes without saying that you... I mean, I would probably... Just put Boyd in Q Cup. Yeah, I'd be wanting to get rid of a couple other guys like Matt Gillette and probably Andrew McCulloch as well. I think their their time in the sun has probably passed. Yep. Um, you'd be re-signing Anthony Milford, I think, for sure. Obviously, Payne Huston, David Feeder, give him give him lifetime deals. I'd hold on. Um, I'd hold on Milford though because they, yeah, they, they don't have to be in a rush to re-sign him. You never him. know who's going to be come yeah, available. Yeah, and you don't have to be in a rush um, to re-sign him. With, I, I'd give him, th- you know, yeah, three months next the, year with to the see market. How it, with the market upcoming, I think you'd be a fool not to go after Aiden Caesar. I I think um, I think I think if they're trying to get rid of someone on big money, I think Jack Bird's the easy one because I think he's. Got, I forgot he was there. Yeah, yeah because that's crazy. I mean he's on a big contract, and like there's going to be other clubs who are interested in or that because everyone thinks they can save a player, and and his body's just not helped him for the last two years. Yep. So like, I'd be stunned if all nine Sydney clubs just went. No, we don't. We're not keen on him or whatever. And you know, Broncos are going to pay some of the freight kind of thing. So for like a year yeah. or two, you could get a cut price Jack Bird. Like to clear up some cap space, yeah. he he would be. He's probably got the most appeal of it's their players. It's tough to answer this question, by the way, because yeah. I we don't have that much of an idea what all these players earn. If, yeah. if if this was all transparent, we could answer the question a bit more succinctly. But yeah. I don't know. I, I keep honestly, Oates as well because Oates is off well, contract. Yeah, you don't. Given you play at Suncorp, you'd almost you'd almost have a nibble at Dane Gagai. Ah, Suncorp Gagai, there you go. See, I mean, yeah, I, it wouldn't be the silliest thing you could do. I don't think. I don't know. Uh, Dale, uh, no, I agree with most of that. To be really honest with you, good. Uh, Smallie tweets: Can Ricky Stewart actually coach? Turns out maybe. It's very good. It's just weird. He just ebbs and flows 
between these good teams and bad teams. I mean, it's been mostly bad teams since he left the Roosters, but every now and again, he, they just put it together. He has, yeah, he has like a good coaching year kind of thing. I don't know. Mm. Um, Master motivator. You know, it's funny though, like, if I was a player, like, I'd love playing for him. Like, like I'm in the minority, like, I'm a Ricky Stewart guy. Like, I, I can't help but like him, yeah, like, like the coaching record's a bit dodgy and things like that. But, man, I couldn't help but love to play for him, and I think... That's been the one thing in Canberra that has been that they all love playing for him, always, and that's from day dot in Canberra. And they always all talk about this with dogs coaches: is that you have to get the club, and yeah. there is not a re- there is there are very few players, especially X Raiders, that get the club as much as Ricky Stewart does. Yeah, like he's, he's probably a their second favourite son. Went to Eddie's. I know that he played Union growing up, but like he is one of the greatest one one of the greatest Raiders ever, genuinely. Yeah. Harvey G again, give us your top three most likely players to receive an early release from their contract on compassionate grounds, inverted commas, this offseason. And which clubs do those players end up at? Ooh. Mutual, oh, we're, t- we're talking kind of mutual transfer. Yeah, we're, we're, t- talking, oh, we're oh, talking Regal Campbell, Regan Campbell. Yeah, oh, I, think Jack, I think Jack Bird. Jack Bird is a very obvious Jack, one. Jack Bird is, is up there. Um, he's a smoker, I think Aiden Guerra. I was thinking Knights players, a couple. I think he might be one because you know, like because he he got an he got an injury this year. Um, Where does he go? Well, that's the thing. He's only got one more year left on contract, but like he, he could be one that 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 Newcastle try to cut bait with. Um, James Gabbett's another one that they do want to cut bait with. I was going to say that like he could go. Well, I would have said rather he could go somewhere like North Queensland. But then they also just signed... Well, I mean, he would be going home for a year. Yeah, so. they, they they have just signed uh, retired Gavin Cooper. So, ah, there you go. They just re-signed Ben Hampton as well. Oh, fucking world we live in. Um, someone from the... Is Ryan Madison any chance? Of... Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, there's been a little bit of n- noise, but yeah. man, you'd hope you'd be spewing if you're a Tigers fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Harvey again, mostly for Harry, but for you other blokes, you beasts in the shape of men who go for the wrong clubs, are welcome to answer as well. Thank you, Harvey. Uh, who's the one player who might realistically be available slash off contract that you would do whatever it takes to get to Newcastle this offseason? And I guess Dale and I would answer for our teams. Um, for me, it's Madison because I know we had a chance to get him a year ago and we chose Jamie Bure instead of him in what's one of the worst player personnel decisions of all time. That's um, Realistically, if, if he's available, mate, I'd be like, okay, yeah, you, you come to my club. Um, and Jai Arrow is probably the other one for 2021. That That's mm. and I, that's who I'd be... Because the Knights only have eight players on contract for 2021. So next year their cap's tight, but after that then they're free again. So... Dale? Fair enough. Uh, one player who I would who I would love to get at my club um, who's off contract. Um, Corey Oates. There you go. Could, could, do, could do with not playing shit wingers. Um, I, I don't think South have the money to get Corey Oates, given the jettisoning players for salary cap reasons. But, but the, the I big, think a guy the, that they might be able to afford who's off contract is Anari Tuala, who I think is still an NRL player. There you go. I think impressed me at the Cowboys and has been let go. So I still think there could be a player there and he might be a sort of a cheap-ish option in the centres where South desperately sort of... Also, we are, we are progressing towards off-season trade windows where all this happens because... I think again, you're going to see more stuff happen also, in the off season as well. Fox League need a trade show content. <laughs> well, let's yeah, hope well, so. I, I, um, I think just, it works for a number of reasons. On on the on the Corey Oates to 
to the Rabbitohs. W- would it concern you that your uh, dropouts conceded would go up because he'd be trying to score he against you? He just kept trying to score against yeah. Souths. He wouldn't know what he was doing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's a simple man. <laughs> um, Turn the biggest enough. tiger, if you could sit down and talk to an ex-player about how much they love rugby league, who would it be? Ooh. Ooh. Am I talking to them... Am I talking to them over a social lubricant or am I talking to them I'm mano sure mano? could be involved. Yeah, okay. Who would you who would you go with? Harry? About how much they love rugby league. Yeah. Um Yeah, this is a, this is an interesting question. Mm. It really is. Um Todd, have, Todd Carney would be a wild knight. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> um, <laughs> That's uh that's the yeah. I mean that Jamie would be... Lyon, I think it'd be one. Jamie Lyon's a you know Would you go would you go would you have that discussion, you know, over over a long long uh long weapon, for example? Pointed at well, a if, pointed was, at if, an if Jamie and I, if Jamie Lyon and I were having a beer, we'd probably be you know probably be, you know, a six pack of Jim Beam and we'd be getting in the land cruiser and going yeah. and chasing out at Wee Wall for yeah. the for the night. So There is that photo of you in the tree fishing. Yeah. So I mean you know, we know we know both of you have form. Um, <laughs> Jamie Lyon's a good one. I like I that. I think um, Brad Fittler's obviously an answer that is, it would be pretty popular amongst people, I would think. But yeah. one for me, I just think, just because this guy played in Queensland Rugby League, the ARL, was part of the Super League War, then the NRL, and then he had that amazing story where he came back for the Origin SOS. I think Alan Langer has to be near the Alf top would of the be list. pretty mm. good, too. So, some of those Super League guys, like, from that era, I'd love to talk to one of the big players about Super. Laurie League. Daly would be my yeah. pick yeah. because he was the face of the game at the time. Yeah, or possibly one of those Bulldogs fall at Jimmy Dimmick or Dean yeah. Pay that jump ship to Parra because they were loyal to. Well, the... funnily enough, Darren Britt um, calls the he calls a room in his house. Oh, what do you call it? He calls it the uh, the Murdoch room. Any you know because. <laughs> Um, the re- uncle, the, re- uncle, the, uncle, the, uncle, the, the Renault's on his house. Yeah, he calls it the Murdoch room. Yeah, mm. I mean it's, it's quite funny. Yeah. It's, it's just anyone that saw the Bulldogs about that time because like there's no Super League if the dogs don't jump shit. They're the reason it happened. Yeah, when you think about it. Mm. They're the big Sydney team that that competition needed for yep. legitimacy. And I still, I know Penrith and Cronulla went there, but mm, nah, like not real teams. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. That was our last question, by the way. Oh, oh. that's a good. good Thank you for coming on, Harold. Good no, night to end good. on. I won't show up two days early anymore. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, we, uh, because yeah. we had to record on Wednesday this week, Harry didn't get the memo and showed up at my house on and Monday. I, and I must say, if if we weren't a generous pair, Harry was getting dropped like a ton. He was. Let's be quite honest. I'm very myself. lucky that a firework hit BJ earlier <laughs> in the face this week. <laughs> right can't, old can't count on that every week. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You I mean, and that's it. great. That's great because we don't need any more, uh, we don't need any more uh, injuries to players' eyes. No, no, we don't. Uh, anyway, it's been fantastic. Cue the Lenny memes. Did you see that one, The Simpsons? Yeah. Where, yeah. yeah. I can't yes. get bottle rockets in my eyes. Hey, as whichever person asks us that question, no, there's no better way to learn about the world than yeah. Simpsons, Simpsons memes. memes. Alrighty, speaking of memes, it's time for us to go. Goodbye. Bye. The root. Hey there, it's
Sashi.